Even <laughs> there we go. Fucking brain fright right off the bat. How's it going? Episode 65. It is 2022. Uh, we are are looking back on what we made it through in 2021 now that it's over and behind us, right? Yeah. Little little recap. So most importantly, uh, Brian, when you asked me like who's doing the intro, I just wanted to click the button. I didn't to... <laughs> Oh, see, I thought you were pointing at me, Brian, and I was like, sure, but I just wasn't sure who you were pointing at. So like, I'm, I'm pointing when I yeah, when I do can who does yeah. it like <laughs> I I <laughs> got a point on the screen, like anyway, Brian, Jason. We have a show to do. So um and what uh what better way to start than have a beer, uh have a hams. What are you guys drinking? I have some uh some homebrew cider, husted, husted press. Um uh, nothing fancy. Uh <laughs> so I my my keyser is like it's not empty, but it doesn't have I don't have anything on right now that I just like want to go. <clears throat> and pour pine after pine of i have a i still have a hard cider on tap i still have a graph on tap um i just tapped a um a mixed fern fermentation sour uh, which is which is good it's like peachy and, and sort of tropical and sour and a little funky uh but like half a glass is like enough for the night um and uh and I think, fuck, I have like water on tap too. So I, I went out, I've just been buying can, you know, after can <laughs> of just Centennial or Two Hearted. Um, I can't, I, I'm, I have, I have a, a check pills going right now and I'm doing an IPA soon. So that will soon be rectified, but um, yeah. <clears throat> I'm talking, yeah. I'm going back between hams and Guinness just because I don't have any homebrew. Uh if you have home, or in order to have homebrew, you actually have to homebrew, right? I think that's how it works. Wait, now. that's 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 how it works. Yeah, I think so. That's that's um. I, I have the exact opposite problem. All I all I have is homebrew. I don't have any other can stuff <laughs> or you know uh, retail beer uh, outside of like some twelve to fifteen percent stouts that I have in my cellar that I am absolutely not breaking out right now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you, Brian. Like, I've got, I, well, I do have a mead on tap, but again, that's, you know, above 10%, and I'm not going to be drinking a whole glass of that all night. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's two ciders and some seltzer, like non alcoholic seltzer. So not, none of it really excites me. I like the mead. The mead turned out good after I back sweetened it, but just saw a chat here. What's going on? James, he's a an old old friend from an old game. I don't know if you guys play any. Do you ever play any muds, like uh, those text based? Like I was just gonna ask you if that was from <laughs> Raven. It is. See, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard you to play at one point in time. You did, yeah. yeah. A long, long time ago, back in the day. We've had this talk before, and I was playing them when they were actually the only thing to play, and you guys were playing them because it was the cool thing for you guys to do. Like there was some. There's a gap in the generation here. Like it's like it's kind of like how eight bit is coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diablo two resurrected. <laughs> Everybody's playing that instead of D three. Yeah. I uh, I actually got into some um, 
Square Enix game I've been playing the hell out of. Just a JRPG, just to throw back. So I haven't, I gave up on New World. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, that's not <laughs> welcome, welcome to Michigan Gaming. This is <laughs> a new show tonight. So, um, so we're going to talk about last year, uh, kind of go over some of the stats, some of the things that we accomplished, some of the things that have changed. Um, and then I've, I've scrambled today to put together some, um, you know, kind of queue up some guests for this year that we can kind of announce that we're going to work out and um, maybe in a, a new slightly different schedule going forward that we're still discussing. Nothing, nothing major to announce. But I think since Brandon just said, howdy, the, my first stat that I've oh, yeah. <laughs> played, um, I went through and I, and I, I think I'm accurate today. Uh, but I went through and I counted, and I believe in 2021, Brandon Edwards was on the show at least six times that I know of. Um, so Brandon's our, our number one most um, uh, uh, appearing guest. It's about as many times uh, uh, as Jordan's been on the show <laughs> in 2021. So no, I'm just joking. <laughs> 2021 was a good year for you. Yeah, for good, good year, good year for the bugs invading my body. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we'll we'll have to figure out some sort of title or or give some sort of award for Brandon helping us out. Do appreciate all the uh, all the times you've subbed on the show for us. I know nobody wants to hear just Jason and I talk, and they're often just last minute. You know, like you know, Jordan, something comes up, he's playing dad, he can't make it. We'll be like, Brandon, you want to come on? And usually he's really good about jumping in here. Um, and uh, in fact, I think last week or the week, yeah, last or the last episode was like the first time he actually told us no. <laughs> <laughs> we were about to cancel the show. Like, we don't, what, do we, what do we do without Brandon? Well, um, thank you, Brandon, for covering my ass. That's... Uh, <laughs> much appreciated so that's um six times that I, I counted for sure i actually think there might have been one or two more in there and that's out of a total of 36 actual episodes that we did last year um in uh 2020 when we started this we we our first year we did 28 episodes um right yeah 29 20 no 28 right 28 episodes the first year we did 36 the second year we had three special shows where we actually got to go out and film and stream award ceremonies and we did all of those pretty close to each other right um we did michigan beer cup michigan state fair and the bell's homebrew competition and those three shows we didn't really there, there wasn't any um any real michigan brews participation in right we we were, we were figuring out what we're doing we're at remote sites it's like the first time that we had ever streamed from a remote site so we were just kind of throwing up the camera and capturing the award ceremony next year i would like to do a little bit more you know with us and and on camera and maybe some live interviews with some of the winners or some shit that we that'd be badass yeah. yeah that'd be fun but it was cool to do it so thank you to the, the beer cup people uh nikki and crew, thanks to the the State Fair, um, Blair, and then uh, Ian at, at Bells for letting us uh, get in and and uh, and stream those on our channel and, and just um, 
you know, get that, get those, those award ceremonies online for people to use. Uh, some of them actually have been some of our better view videos. So, um, that was really cool. Appreciate that opportunity. So 36 episodes was probably about, I think I did the math earlier, it was somewhere around well, probably a little under 70% of the weeks, um, in 2021. So not bad. That's, that's roughly, uh, three shows a month. Um, Speaking of that, though, that's probably potentially maybe down a little bit. Uh, we were talking about that a little bit before the show. We're still committing to at least two episodes a month, potentially more. Um, we might look into doing some pre-recorded episodes and stuff. Um, not too sure yet, but uh, potentially be on the lookout for <clears throat> things like that. As much as we like the. Uh, the live participation. We want to make sure that we're doing that as much as we can. We, we still want to make content and, and do other things and not, yeah. not all the people we want to, you know, talk to maybe, maybe available like on Monday nights and stuff like that. So we're trying to be a little bit more uh, open about, you know, being able to talk to cool people this year on, on, on their schedules, you know, more so than ours. Yeah. Um, and it's my fault too. I'll be upfront there. It was, you know, I've got I've got to start traveling for work again here. You know, now that we're well, supposedly we're getting past the Rona. Uh, you couldn't tell by the last couple of weeks. I think everybody's got it in the country. Yeah. Um, but once shit calms down, I got to start. I start traveling more, and um, it's just going to make Mondays harder. So, I, I you know, I, we talked about having the flexibility <laughs> of doing some other nights and then then streaming uh, on Monday, and and then we we have talked to guests before where it's harder to do a Monday night show. Um, we just got to get you a, a mobile, a mobile setup. Well, you know, I would, yeah. I would, I've, I've thought about that before too. The problem is, is, you know, I'm, I'm going backwards, right. Mm -hmm. In time. So I, you know, I can't, it's really hard to um, grab a six pack of beer and, and join the, the conversation at four in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, we'll just push so it back here. Meetings. We'll start at nine. That's fine. <laughs> No, somebody else we'll do a show for California for sure. Yeah, that'd be sweet. When I get when I get Brian to go out there with me, maybe we'll we'll go sit at some brewery and try to live stream. The fuck, man! <laughs> you can come out. <laughs> you can come out. I'm paying for his because you know, work together. So I can't I can't help you out there. You're welcome to join us. Um, I think you we have vacation, been Jordan. We have been talking about going to California this year. I do have a lot of family out there. Um, so that's a possibility that we go out there. Whether or not it's at the same time you guys are, I don't know. But we'll have to sit around and have some naughty sauce. That I still don't have like, a naughty sauce, so yeah. That is a beer for anybody first coming in to this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean who makes that Jason? What's that, Ryan? Who makes that? Noble Ale Works. Noble. Uh, okay. Noble Ale Works in Anaheim, California. Uh, used to be my favorite brewery in California. I say used to be just because I haven't been there in a year, uh, two years. I haven't been there in a long damn time. Um, I actually have to, I check their Facebook every now and then just to make sure they're still open. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it used to be a, a mile away from my office in California, but now I've, we've moved, and now it's like an hour away from my office, so it's going to be harder to get there, but I'll still do it, damn it, because it's, it's amazing. Naughty Sauce. Uh, it's a it's a, a white 
uh, Java chocolate milk stout on nitro. Um, so it's about the color, a little bit darker than hams. Um, uh, sweet, um, rich, thick, good coffee, good chocolate. It's it's usually it's it, but it's not too sweet. It's not like you know some of those. It's I'm sure it's Final Gravity somewhere in the probably the 1.02 range or something like that. It's mm -hmm. not like it's not a pastry stout. It's not hitting in that you know god awful. Wait, do do you remember what it tastes like? It's been so long. <laughs> is this like <laughs> reaching for a memory no i i, I drank a lot of naughty sauce in my day man uh and there's a great thing you can do a black and tan with it there their other their 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 dark stout their regular milk stout on nitro is called uh man's milk and uh and so if you are you uh, sure you're at a brewery yeah absolutely. <laughs> and if you do a black and tan of the two it's a naughty uh, Naughty Man sauce, Naughty Man's milk. Naughty. Naughty. I don't know. It's delicious. God damn it. <laughs> this is just, just naughty milk. I don't. I don't know, mm. Jason. Man, I, I don't know if I. Yeah, I, I can't even say it. I don't know if I want Naughty they, Man sauce. That's they, they do some great variations of it too. <laughs> uh, God, what's the? There's there's a. There's a, a PSL version of it. I know you love that, Jordan. They call that one yoga pants. Um, <laughs> but I what do they sub? What are, do they sub anything for the pumpkin? No, it's not. It's not or actually it just... pumpkin. It's very much PSL. It's 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 the spice okay. the or okay. pumpkin spice. It's it's uh. So not as chocolatey. No. Yeah. Um, okay. Not as chocolatey. Not as coffee. It's it's just pumpkin spice it's 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 disgusting to be honest with you uh there's a there's a there's an imperial version of naughty sauce though that's got a great name that i can't remember right now i want to say it's it's, it's very god damn it i wish i'll i'll, I'll figure it out I, I don't i don't want to ruin it but it's it's um it's even better than naughty sauce so what's um Odd sides. Uh, what's their coffee pale called? Is that bean flicker? Yeah. Bean Maybe this is something bean bump. <laughs> so I just uh, I just looked up yoga pants and it says our famous naughty sauce infused with all the flavors of fall. So maybe maybe it is. It's ah. it's it's naughty sauce with pumpkin stuff. If that's the case, there's so much pumpkin stuff in there that you can't taste anything else. It's just. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> pumpkin oh and then i just i'm scrolling through their facebook page um around christmas time they had nice sauce which was a gingerbread naughty sauce i can oh. handle that uh, yeah as long as so I've, ginger gingerbread stouts or gingerbread beers can go one of two ways in my opinion either either it does taste like gingerbread and they get some of that good biscuity flavor in there as well as like the, uh, you know, the cinnamon and the spice, or it's, it's just straight <clears throat> ginger in your mouth. Yeah. And that's it. And gross. I, I had a stout, um, guys from a Michigan brewery. I can't recall what it was. I didn't even know it was a gingerbread stout, but yeah, it was just like spice ginger and in stout form was not, was not very good. Hmm. I have to say this, and and I, and I know you, you can't get any more, and I don't know if Ryan will ever watch this show, but um, 
literally some of the best beer that I ever had at Boatyard was when Brian Steele from Boatyard Brewing uh, used to brew like 12 different homebrew size batches of beer for Christmas Eve that he released on Christmas Eve. I mean, we're talking like five gallons. And um, and when it was gone, it was gone. Um, and he did a gingerbread stout one year or a gingerbread cookie stout one year. Um, that that was really good. When he when he brewed on on those smaller, they I don't know if it was Brian specifically, but when they brewed those little small specialty batches for Christmas, they really did knock it out. They were they were good beers. I know I know most of the time the rest of the year it was questionable if he or if he you know no 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 offense you know but um yeah I, I I remember that one it was really good and they actually did like I think and I could be totally wrong and if Brian does watch this and yell at me that's fine but I thought for the gingerbread one like they made gingerbread cookies and then actually mash you know like put them in the mash like that, sure. yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the way to do it yeah man. Uh, I remember they they were kind of unique because they were up there around Christmas time at some point, and they had uh, ice beers on yep. tap. Well, like, that's the only place I've ever seen them. You know, see, seen any brewery I've seen have those. I don't know if that's just because of the you know challenges of you know creating them or or what. But I, that's how founders ruined one of their <clears throat> their uh, um, not fermenters, but their uh, uh fuck what's the what's the word i'm looking for the thing you carbonate in uh, uh bright, tank? bright tank bright tank jesus yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure i think it was their bright tank but uh they do you remember the beer called tank bender yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh, i think that they were trying to freeze distill something and the negative pressure ended up uh, cavitating the, the yeah. oh yeah. Shit. yeah i'm i'm relatively sure that that's the story um so I, I got to uh, let me uh, tank bender. Let me make sure that that's like the, the beer I'm thinking of. But yeah, Icebox. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's that's what happened. And and I think that's what gave it its name. So, um, yeah, or, or had something to do with like the ice on the inside, you know, doing some weird temperature thing. In any case, yeah, they they fucked up a tank doing, doing that beer. Um hence the name yeah so i plus i think it's just really hard like especially when you're working with that much you know beer right 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 i, I don't even know how you would scoop out ice from like a 30 barrel fermenter or something like that like i don't yeah, there, <laughs> there's, um, there's a there's a documentary i think on youtube about brew dog because i don't know if you guys remember brew dog over in, in europe um, they were trying, they were, they were in a competition with this other brewery to do the strongest, um, beer in the world. Um, and then they like traded that title like multiple times until I think they both teamed up and just said, we're going to go in it together to get the Guinness uh, book of world records. And so they can't, they can't, um, they can't fortify or use typical distilling practices. They had to brew the beer and, and that, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, brew it really strong and then refine it from that. It had, still had to be that beer, basically. So that, that only left them with ice um, distilling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, and they were, yeah, I don't know, in the early days, like how you did that, you know, when they were in the, the 30 and 40% range. But I think their world record is somewhere around 70% now. And they actually used, uh, they got some medical facility to let them use their Neg 80 
Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's out there on youtube basically they had to take this batch and freeze it uh in this neg 80 freezer and then and then filter out the ice crystals and they were left with like this 70 plus percent beer and they sold it i think in like two ounce bottles um Hmm. that's what they, they they broke the world record on is it, is it really beer at that point? You know, it's right. like, like yeah. a utopias beer, you know, it's like, because what's utopias like 25% yeah, or something, like, something that. like that. I've had the chance to drink it once. I don't ever want to drink it again. Utopias that is like 28. Yeah. It's, it's Jesus. I don't say it doesn't, I don't see a beer tasting good at that point. Like I honestly don't like beers much above like twelve. Honestly, usually like once 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 they start tasting super boozy, I'm like, ah, that's not what. Worldwide stout, I think, is the highest ABV beer I've ever had that I still enjoy, and that's eighteen percent. I was gonna say like Dragon's Milk Triple Mash is right around there too. I think. Oh, I guess if you pump enough sugar into it. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing is that yeah, there's it's there's it's super super fucking sweet so that's so that we digressed again that topic (laughs) that elusive topic that it was um but yeah so that that's more for this coming year we may we we may not have as many live episodes a month we're still going to target to try to have content the same amount of content maybe even more content and it just may come in different formats um may may come on different nights or may come not live i guess we should say um i've i've been you know even today talking to people like we we've got some great guests lined up um you know i'm, I'm talking to john liberty just a, a few minutes ago to have a kalamazoo beer week kickoff um in the next few weeks week. sorry <laughs> that's um, that's right it changed we yeah. will we will we will be having some kind of kickoff um i think we're i think that one i'm looking at the 24th because that's like the monday before kalamazoo craft beverage week so maybe we'll get a preview show um for craft beverage week coming out um i've reached out to uh, the Siren of Stout, uh, the president of, of Fermentus, the, the, um, uh, it's a, Bish- a Michigan program women that supports women in brewing. Um, there she is, the Siren Series. She did that beer with uh, Five Shores, I believe. Uh, or she did a beer with Five Shores that fit into that Siren Series. Um, so excited to have her on in the future. Kalamazoo Valley, we were hoping to have them on to talk about their brewing program in January. Uh, but due to COVID canceling, um, for COVID causing Valley to cancel some of their their tap events. Um, they've asked to push that out later in the year because they'd actually like to tie the show into one of their tap events or to promote one of their tap events. So we'll get we'll get back with Kalamazoo Valley when the world's calmed down. So hopefully fall semester, August, September, uh, we'll see those folks. Um, and then yeah, we're 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 uh, we're, we're we're still reaching out to a bunch of other people that I, I don't want to say for, for certain yet. Um, <laughs> we've got a lot of good guests. Anybody that you guys think of that you'd like to have us on, by all means, do um, let us know. Send us a note. Send us a message. Uh, we'll reach out to them. Um, and then we are going to work, start working into, and I, I think we announced this once before. Brian, I'll kick it back to you to talk more about the uh, homebrew review. 
um, process that you created, right? And then he oh. just drops. That was my I fault. I was, I, I was like, I didn't do that. I was like, where did I go? Brian, I saw your gray hat down in the little thing, and I clicked on you instead of me. I'm going to get another beer. So that's where I'm going. Brian, it's to you. I'm not removing you this time. Um, yeah. So uh, we have a... Um, a, uh, a website set up with a form. Um, I, I'm yeah, let me let me just bring it up on the stream real quick. Um, it's Michigan Dash Brews slash HBR for homebrew review. And it looks like share screen. That screen share. <laughs> this um so currently uh, we just asked for your name email the name of the beer the name of the beer style doesn't have to be bjcp um it can be you know skittle fruit sour with centennial hops and beard yeast or something like whatever what and uh and then a description of the beer um and whether you know you want to uh, arrange for a local pickup or if you're like further away and you want to ship it we can arrange that too so if you um, are going to brew a beer with beard yeast make sure to request brian as the judge mm. <laughs> well i think uh uh not brew dog but didn't dogfish head do that i think it's a dogfish head beer dogfish of no course. wait brew dog brew dog brewed a beer with sam coke where they use the yeast from their bodies, including okay. their beer. Okay. I don't know if Dogfish specifically did a beard yeast one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's some people out there doing weirder shit than we are. I mean, shrimp IPA, fucking. Oh, it's Rogue Ales. I just looked it up. Beard Beer created a beer using yeast from the Brewmaster's beard. Oh, okay. For no shave November, yeah, that looks like rogue. So, but anyway, if you want us, if you're a home brewer, you're watching the show, you want to send us some beer. Um, Link in chat. By all means, fill out the form, send us some beer. We're going to drink your beer on air. We're going to talk about your beer on air. And we may even send you some cool Michigan brew swag because you gave us beer. Absolutely. So, we've been talking to you or i've been talking to myself in my head uh, about potentially requesting more than three bottles uh, potentially drinking one uh, or, like six bottles drinking one before and then drinking one during the show um tough to say i don't know uh we're i don't want to be like you know mr homebrew judge or anything like that so i don't i don't want to you know take too much of somebody's beer just to give them you know feedback of i i want to give good feedback but i don't want to be you know, I don't want to give subpar feedback. I'm not. You know, that can be up to them if they want to give us an extra beer to drink. Yeah. And, you no, know, that's a great all, idea. All, that's a great point. It. Yep. So in any case, uh, we want to set that up. Uh, you said like once a quarter is what we're targeting, Jason. I mean, if we can, if we get more, we'll do more. Um, yep. Yeah. We'll work those. And those would actually be easy shows that we could record on our off nights too. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yep. But it, it, yeah, it just depends on participation. I know that I'll be sending in. Uh, some of my own beer for the next one that we do. Um, 
to kick off the new year, and I did this post the other day on Michigan Brews, New Year, New Brew, um, to kick off the new year uh, on, on Saturday, I brewed my first actual lager with lager yeast, and I'm lagering. Holy shit. Uh, wow. Uh, you get yourself a chamber, or are you fermenting it someplace else? No, because it's really cool. If you don't actually use any of your gear and you're not using your keyser currently, you can just turn the temperature up on it. You know? That's a good, that's a fair point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, I, I actually had reached out to Brian and I'm like, give me a beer style I, I, I should brew because I, I want to, you know, do something totally new. Uh, and he came up with Czech Dark, Czech Dark Lager. And then Absolutely. I just decided to, to pivot and do it right on January 1st. So on January 1st, New Year, New Brew. Rudy Check Dark Lager. Um, it is currently uh, lagering in my firm, well, my keyser slash fermentation chamber at 52 degrees. Fermin keyser. Fermin keyser. <laughs> um, I expect it to be ready in the future. And when it is, why will we will we will try it on air together? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to try it, man. I have a regular check pills coming around. I think I mentioned that earlier in the show, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to try some like side by side or something. Is, does that style use uh, mostly saws as well? Or I use okay. all saws. Yeah. Did you use all saws in your, your pills? I yeah. yeah. I, you know, so I, I researched a bunch of recipes. Hang on. I always, I don't know why I keep forgetting this guy's name, but give me just a second. Let me Google real quick. Um, this guy's super common, Gordon Strong. Uh, <laughs> dudes are in like a million, yeah, fucking uh, recipes. Um, but I, so I, I like looked up some recipes. I, I read, you know, uh, Gordon Strong did some interesting things, um, which is funny because like his Czech dark lager is actually very ambery, very, very light color. Um, and if you actually read the description, it, I think one of the words they use to describe it is like midnight black um, hmm. or black is midnight. And so I, I read probably 15 different um, <clears throat> recipes that were out there. And the common theme through all of them was saws. And so when I when I wrote the recipe, um, you know, kind of taking pieces and ideas from all of them, I did stay with saws. I didn't use any one recipe. Um but Gordon, um, the process that, 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 that he talks about in his recipe that I used that I've never done before um, is he actually takes his dark malts and he uh, Vorloffs with them. So instead of putting the dark malts in the mash or mashing with them to get, you know, the, tannin, the dark colors out of it, or instead of doing like a cold uh, steep on your dark malts, um, he actually sprinkles the dark malts over the top of his grain bed. Uh, during the Vorloff process, so he's just rinsing them, um, and I did that, um, and it was, I mean, with the other grains that I use in the dark grains, it, it came out pretty black, so. Do you, do you, how do you, how do you sparge? So, I normally uh, do like an immersion, I I don't even know what to call it, um, a batch sparge, I do yeah, a batch okay. sparge. Um because I wanted to do this Verloff process, I wound up manually sprinkling water over my grain bed. Okay, yeah. As a drain. Um, it's kind of like so, a fly sparge, like a, yeah. a very manual fly sparge. That's, That's kind of what I used to do. 
Yeah. Well, so I'm sitting here thinking, like, I want to do this. And man, my head was just wasn't in brewing. It was in holidays and work and all this other shit going on. I'm like, I want to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to totally do that. And then like, it was the morning of where I, I woke up and I'm like, I don't fly sparge. Like, <laughs> what the hell am I doing here? Like, I don't have a way to drizzle water over this, um, you know, this, this grain bed. And so, yeah, I wound up just like opening my, my tank lightly. And, you know, as the, as the bed started to get dry, I just, you know, took my pitcher and drizzled it over. It was very manual. If I did it again, I know like David Jones, uh, another guy that's been on the show a few times, I know he's built a really cool, you know, little fly sparge setup. Um, you know, so I know I could go down to the hardware store and build one in a few minutes. Um, but if I do this again, I'll do that. But yeah. The, uh, are you part of the, that that big stout barrel project that's going on with keepers no okay. too much other shit going on right now and then I, i'd like to and I'll, maybe i'll jump in you know when somebody jumps out but i didn't get in on this one i uh it's sort of changed up my big stout brewing process when I, when I made that beer um you know when you're making a big stout and you're using all those dark malts your your ph goes down to like fucking 4.5 or something like that in the mash or lower um and so and i know a lot of people do this jordan i feel like you used to do this or still do but i mashed with the dark malt um probably about 15 minutes before um i mashed out or i added my dark malt about 15 minutes yeah. before i mashed out yep um just so i wouldn't have to mess with the the ph um you know the, the the negative ph uh results from all those those dark malts and it seemed to have worked well i mean i uh i batched sparge too so uh i still got all the color that i needed uh when i sparged with uh, the rest but of I, it. It seemed on, to that, work well. on that big stout because I, I, that was your recipe everybody's using right it was like are you are you going are, are is your intention to capture some of that malt bitter um, or are you just going for the color? Like, is, is it a malt bitter beer or is it, I mean, it's Imperial, right? So it's most of the bitterness is going to be from the hops in that particular beer, probably. Yeah. Um, so there's, I, I started, there's like six or seven ounces of hops in that recipe. I think, I think what I, what I started doing with my big stouts where I'm, I'm not going for malt bitterness where I'm like my Colombian grinder or my milk stout. Uh, or even my Russian Imperial. I know I haven't done it. I would do it for my Russian Imperial. It's cold steep. Um, yep. Just put your dark malts in a couple gallons of water in the fridge the night before, or whatever, a gallon of water. Um, so that's what I started doing, was cold steeping. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you adding them in at the end of your mash, batch sparging is, I feel like that's pretty close to what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> with this whirl off you know you're just wasting you're not, yeah you're not really yeah. giving it a lot of time to convert yeah. everything the the issue is like you you want the the enzymes uh in there to to be in like you know a proper ph range in order to you know convert everything properly yeah, which is usually done within the first maybe like 30-ish minutes so 45 minutes in you dump in all the dark mall everything's probably converted anyway yep. um you're you're pretty much fine from then on um 
So that, that was kind of my, my thought process, at least <laughs> it smells good. I hit my, my OG, um, actually didn't take a final gravity reading, which is probably uh, bad on me. I need, I, I, I still have it in a keg downstairs. I mean, it's going into a 55 gallon barrel. So it is. Yeah. I'm just yeah. curious. I may, uh, we were talking about potentially drawing off a, a bottle for comparisons, uh, each of us. Um, so I may, you know, throw in like a, I don't know, one and a quarter teaspoons of dextrose or something like that in the bottle and, and rack some beer on top of it and see if I can bottle carpet. But yeah. Um, Speaking of barrels though, and I, I need to, I haven't mm. heard anything. We got we got our sour barrel. Shouldn't we be drawn off of that soon? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to think. I'll have to look and see when we did it last year. It's. I know we usually do it once during the the winter and once during the summer. So. I thought it was. Uh, I thought I remember it was July and January or something. But. I'm. 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 I'm sure it'll be soon. Well, it can't be too soon because nobody's reached out to us to brew the blonde yet. That's what I meant. Yeah, I've heard it. Still has to be at least two or three weeks out. You know what? Yeah. Rather than just asking or wondering, I'll just let me shoot Mark a note. Yeah, me. I was gonna say we'll we'll just we'll reach out to Mark. <laughs> David anyway, actually know on that too. So we talked about a little bit about last year, a little bit about what's coming this year. You did more stats. You had more cool numbers than I did. Um. Yeah. So we had like thirty six episodes. I I. There is no really good uh, statistical analysis like web page out there or tools that YouTube or Facebook provides for figuring out um, your own like recording and stuff like that. There's a ton of stuff for like viewership and likes and follows and, and how many people watched your shit and for how long the engagement side. Yeah. 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 But I, I couldn't find a single thing that told me how many hours we had uploaded in 2021. So I had to go through all of our videos and add them up. Wow. And, and I did, I, I did it really roughly. I added up all the hours and I added up all the minutes and said, fuck the seconds. Um, and I divided it out between our episodes, but our average episode length in 2021 was actually two hours and nine minutes, um, which seems long, you know, when, when, when you think about it. But um, and I actually don't know if that included uh, winter warmers or not, which might have which might have weighed it down. Uh, so, I mean, but that's well, an accomplishment right there. I mean, it's, it's great. Funny. It's great. We, we had our longest show. And of course, we've only been going for two calendar years here but we had our didn't, we, didn't we break it three times this year though we did yeah and the three times i think is right yeah but our, our absolute longest show four hours and what five minutes no it's like 39 minutes or yeah it's, it was, no, it was going longest, on five. we had our longest show yeah for like it was like four hours and 30 our, our, minutes our christmas or our, our our holiday seltzer party was well over was that was three life. hours, three hours and fifty minutes. I'm looking at it right okay, now. Yeah. Three hours and fifty minutes, and then we had winter warmer, um, where Jordan couldn't make it. Brian and I were not um, well prepared, and we phoned that fucker in. I'll be honest with you, and it was like thirty, yeah, thirty-eight minutes or some shit, thirty-nine minutes. <laughs> but so then it's funny because, like, obviously neither of us really care about winter warmers too much, but. What was it, Brian? Like within a week, I think like three or four of like the major beer 
um themed podcasts like did winter warmer shows oh my god yeah I know. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um there was i saw there was at least one article and then what what other show did one uh, i think it was something it was something on the brewing network i was gonna oh, say yeah, yeah brewing network uh <laughs> yeah yeah so we were the first one by like a day but then i i saw like others you know like with the next couple and 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 they speaking of i believe that the brewing network one had gordon strong on to talk about <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i bet that was a much better show than ours uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, tra- yeah. What, Jordan? No, no. I was gonna, I was gonna poke at Jason. I was like, weren't you trying to remember his name just earlier? Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep it's just a brain fart, fart on it. Like, I, I read his shit a lot, and um, usually when I'm, I'm looking at recipe ideas or uh, I go to create recipes, it seems like I always wind up looking at what Gordon Strong does because I really feel like he's written you know, award level recipes in damn near every category. Um, yeah. That's, that's what brewing classic styles is. It's his book of award winning recipes, basically, even if some of them are a little bit outdated these days. Yeah. I was actually, I was looking up because it's sitting on my shelf right above me. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's funny. I was trying to go through earlier, um, tour i intended to try to go through and get like views for the year i know you said like you looked at minutes um i don't say our our podcast uh what uh where we're at on podcast should show us our like total listened minutes or something like that we are up to 360 downloads total well, hey, that's, that's all that's so, almost one a day yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we Damn started man. that maybe not now not middle of the year. I want to say a little bit closer was, to end of yeah. summer, beginning of fall, maybe. So yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I uh, and and for anybody that's listening, that is a a podcast listener. Uh, I apologize if sometimes the episodes come out a little bit uh, late. Um, I'm I'm the one that edits those after the shows are over the next day or the next couple days after and and puts those episodes out. So. Um, that's the only thing really that we don't have automated for the show right now. Yeah. So the, there's, and it's not hard, but it's just, I gotta remember to do it. There's also a challenge that, you know, of course we, we stream on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch, and then we also have the podcast. So we have different metrics and different spaces, but I thought this one was funny. I, I found this one a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, so there's a thing Facebook measures, which is reach. That doesn't necessarily mean viewers or clicks or anything. That's just, you know, that post was liked and and shared, uh, you know, enough that it landed on the news feeds of more people. Yeah. Um, and, and reach does coincide with actual engagement. You know, the more people you reach, the more people you engage. And so I don't know if you guys have looked at this. I don't know if anybody's gotten in there. But do you, if you had to guess last year, what do you think our, our biggest show for reach and engagement would be? These they, they coincide. And Brian oh. told you already. I, our biggest show, I, go ahead, Brian. Nope, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I think I, the largest one that I saw, I think the reach was somewhere, somewhere around 2,500 people. Um if i'm remembering correctly it may have been something else but that's 
that's about it. And I, I'm pretty sure with, you know, maybe one of the, yeah, Drew Doster saying it, Drew Jacobs. Uh, it's got to be. If he showed, if he shared any, any of the shows he was on, then uh, it, it's, it's got to be one of those, uh, which would, I, I don't, I don't even know where that would put the. Re- I, the I'd wager, on. I'd wager our seltzer show. So what's funny is, is the Drew Jacobs show was early in January. That was like January 11th last year where we actually oh, just wow. hung out with Drew. And okay. um, and that show had 3.6K on the reach. So 3,600 yeah. people was the reach. Our engagement was around 600 people um, that participated in that episode, that watched, uh, post, whatever. Uh, no, it's funny. And so, I, I mean, Drew, Drew Doster is partially right. Drew Jacobs is involved in our number one show. Um, <laughs> our number two is actually the Bells, the stream of the Bells homebrew competition result. Which wow. Wow. You know, oh, wow. that's, that's really great. Cool. Thirty nine hundred cool. people engaged in that one, uh, but no, the highest by far fifty nine hundred people reached, uh, well over a thousand people engaged. Was the show? Was, was like the first show I think I wasn't on was was the shrimp IPA. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching That's that right. show? Samantha said it the show we did three weeks ago, right there. It was Samantha Ross. It was it was Travis and Samantha from Riftjump Media. They got on to drink bubble gum. Oh my god! Seagum, uh, Seagum shrimp IPA. Uh, oh, that's because Drew was on that show. Wasn't that like they brought in Drew Jacobs? Yep, 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 yep. So that was a long ass show too, wasn't it? Uh, you see what the minutes were on that one? I don't even remember. It went on for a while. I swear that's that one. That one had to be one of our you know, top top three longest shows. Uh, two and a half hours. Yep. Yeah, two hours and thirty one minutes. Wow, was that only three weeks ago? Literally wow, really? I got <laughs> I got sick like right after that, and haven't been able to do anything since until like this past weekend. Uh, we've, we've only done winter warmer since then. I so, think that one's yeah. got our. I think that one's got our peak live viewers too. So normally uh, when it comes to live viewers, we, we typically get between seven and 15 that watch it live. And then we get a lot more in post. People watch it the next day. We get more yeah. in, in, uh, um, in, the, in, the, in the podcast and stuff. But that one actually, that, that Seagon by PA show had like 30 consecutive peak viewers, um, which for us, you know, that, that's another metric we hit this year, right? We just crossed in 2021, we crossed our our 100 followers on YouTube. We're, um, I forget where we're at on Facebook. A few hundred in Facebook, I think. We're, we're past four, I think. 400. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we're really crazy. just building this brand. And, and we are very specific to the homebrew clubs in Michigan, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not, not not expecting to get huge and big, but pulling in, you know, Michigan's own country music superstar to uh, artificially inflate our posts. <laughs> Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you guys haven't tried Kicking Country Caramel, it is out now uh, in select stores. Uh, make sure to seek it out and and uh, let Drew Jacobs know how it it's is. It's only on their website, not his website. Oh, is like, it? Go, go to drewjacobsmusic.com. <laughs> he'll, he'll probably find something. I don't know. He can't sell it there. Maybe he's got a link. I'm, I'm sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. So for some reason, this guy that has nothing to do with beer, um, and I don't think he's ever had a beer on our show, 
uh, is responsible well, for the no. I think I think he I think he had one actually during I think it was during the shrimp IPA. Maybe he had uh, had something. Maybe I I can't recall. That night's a blur. Um, <laughs> well, the night of the the seltzer party, I I know at one point he was on and playing guitar on air, and I think I was blacked out by that point. But <laughs> shit, he was there. Has he he's been on three times this year? Then hasn't he? Four times, three times. Has he? Yeah, he was. He was on C Gump. Was he on the Seltzer Show? The Seltzer Party? He, he was, was on the there. Seltzer Show. He was, and he then was and then we did his show Saturday in January. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. Yeah, smash that like button. <laughs> Click subscribe. More importantly, share the episodes. Share the links. Uh, the eight of you. Yes, do that. Are going to help us. Um, and anybody who's listening in post. In post. Follow and us that's on, Facebook. on YouTube. Like I don't know what's on YouTube. I don't know what's on Twitch. Um, I, I've been neglecting Twitch. I, I will say that it was supposed yeah, to be my that project. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I gave that to you and walked away. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fine. That's that's in my uh, 20. I was going to say 2021, 2022 things. I'll I'll try to have that um, brushed up uh, this month. I, I want to get us all have our faces as emojis. Yep. Oh, um, beautiful. Yeah, we'll have, well, I've got um, uh, images made for like tiers on how much you engage within Twitch. So you'll have like a little beer next to your name. And the more you engage, the darker the beer gets. Nice. Uh, You're going to drive all of our viewers to watch Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is a, I don't know, it's a more fun and engaging uh, streaming experience. Sure. So, it is. It is. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, what else so yeah we had uh 18 guests i believe roughly by my count uh this year uh five of those were different breweries around michigan um we had like ascension and we had um uh bells we had john mallet from bells uh we had five shores we had um, storm cloud storm cloud yeah um gosh i'm trying to remember who else i know i counted i know i counted five and i don't want to leave anybody out let me look here while we talk about it we had um at least two maybe three different homebrew clubs um no we did one with homebrew club great. presidents uh, yeah we did motor city uh, mashers yeah uh, i think we did KGB. We had livingston livingston There's some other ones out there we need to reach out to uh, just to continue the homebrew love. Um, uh, we'll, we'll reach out. I think we talked to Colin about getting AGB on at one point. Oh, Distant Whistle. Oh, you guys did do Distant Whistle. That was actually the first show that I couldn't make it to. Uh, that's why I forgot about it, too. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I think, uh, I think last year... I missed two shows, right? Those are the two shows. That's that's all I missed too, Jason. Yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> My kids got to stop playing chemical warfare at home. They don't do that until they're like 25, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're... It changes chemicals, if that helps. It goes oh, from biological that's... into true chemical. That's oh, um, good. And God. then back to biological, so you're all you're fine. <laughs> um, mm -mm. No, not ready for that talk yet. Don't do not want. 
Blake's uh, wasn't yeah. actually 2021. Uh, no, it wasn't. No. Blake was Wait, like we Hang we on. gotta we gotta see if we can get him back out back on here. I've I've seen that I've seen him coming out with some some extra uh or some new ciders. Uh, maybe maybe not maybe they're not new and maybe I just have never seen them before and I can't rightfully remember what they are. But I remember being in the grocery store saying like I've never seen that Blake's cider before. Like it'd be interesting to have him back on and you know learn more about apples. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd love to have Andrew back. We'll, on. we'll pick his great. brain. <clears throat> Great guys. Um, speaking of cider, we had Brian Walker on this year, uh, who we actually ran into a month ago. Yeah, when weeks. we were in Grand Rapids, was it was it a month ago? Brian is amazing because we can reach out to him at the drop <laughs> of a hat, and he will just show up and go bar hopping with us. So it was great. Yeah. So yeah. we were at the speciation. Uh, member party and we texted uh brian walker and we we're like hey we're in town like you want to hang out and he's like fuck yeah so <laughs> yeah we we met him downtown grand rapids and hit up a few bars and Spe- it was speaking time. of ciders i guess idea um you know throwing throwing ideas out here while we're on air isn't like the like a guy who's one cider maker of the year for like 10 out of the past 15 years or whatever located yeah. in Grand Rapids here. Jeff he'd, Carlson. Yeah, he'd be, a, be an interesting guy to talk to. Prime time brewing. I uh, I should have mentioned it to him. I ran into him when uh, when I was picking up cider down at Houston uh, during their first cider pickup when it was like absolutely downpouring. Um, he was there and he opened up a few of his ciders and I just didn't even think of it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure that he would be down for it. He seems like a really uh, down to earth. Because uh, I mean, that's that's on a, that's an accomplishment. Like oh, that guy, yeah, it is. He's, yeah. he's he's been winning gold medals and and taking cider maker of the year for for a long time. If I recall, to the point to where like like Zimmergy magazine actually just kind of pokes fun at it. Like, <laughs> you know, but but yeah, anyway, yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk with him. I mean, we've got some seriously good home brewers, uh, you know, here in Michigan, um, you know, with 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 our mead makers and cider makers. So there's some serious competition at the top level, and you know, yeah. I don't know. It'd be great to get some of those people on. I just I just found an M Live article from 2008 that says Jeff Carlson of Grand Rapids claims National Cider Maker of the Year award for the third time. From that 2008. Was, that, that was 2008. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be awesome. It would be awesome to, to to start. You know, even visiting again with some other people. Um, you know, I'd love to to reach back out to Trevor. He got this show started with us. Uh, yes. Trevor, coming from one while, I'd like to check in and see what he's doing. Um, Andrew Blake would be great to have back on. Uh, I actually got the chance to go over to Blake's. Uh, this year for my birthday and that was super cool um unfortunately uh fortunately or unfortunately it was like the week after he had his baby so i didn't message mm-hmm. him to be like I, I originally i was like someday i'm gonna go out there and ping him because i think he said that you know like let him know and around but i was like no nah, your wife just had a baby i'm gonna i'm just gonna sit here and drink cider and enjoy the atmosphere so um we had gail Milburn on a couple times. Oh yeah, off. Grand yeah. Master, uh, whenever, whenever she could get reception. All right, <laughs> two times. Uh, that was that was great. That was the first. So Gail holds the record for the first guest we had to bail on. 
Um, <laughs> she tried to join us for the seltzer party too. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I love her, her sense of humor and, and putting up with us. She came back. I really appreciate it. Um, then she actually helped us judge our Keeper's Cup competition. You're talking about Gail? Yeah, Gail. Yeah, yeah. Let's get her back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when she was uh, she was up north by uh, where she's moving to Grayling, uh, the cell signal was amazing. Um, I don't think did we do. We might have even done Gail more than that. I'm trying to look back. So when when we were trying to have Gail on for that particular show to talk about the Michigan Meat Cup, um, that was actually Gail's would have been Gail's second time. It would have um, been. Ms. And Gail... ultimately, she's been with us four times now. Um, well, in spirit anyway. Um, but she was on because she's a just I don't know if people know that, but she's um, Michigan's one of Michigan's AHA uh, governing body representatives. Yeah. And so we did an AHA show with Gail and Amy. So I got to look up because I don't want to fuck your name up. Um, Amy. Amy Martin. Amy Martin, thank you. Uh, so Gail and Amy Martin. Uh, Amy Martin. Look at that pints on Instagram. Go follow her. She's awesome. Yeah, she's um she's she's the marketing director of Stormcloud Brewing. Um, yeah, yeah. Amy Martin is. Uh, and then you know Gail oh, Milburn. Yeah. Um, there there are two representatives. Um, for she Amy. also read the local paper up there, I think, too, or or something. Yeah. I, I keep, she she posts. Uh, yeah, whenever she has like a little thing published in, a, in the paper up there, she she does their beer writing or something. I don't know. She's I feel like she's pretty knowledgeable. For, I, I was gonna say I feel like she writes for something else too, or she contributes where she can. She's Amy's awesome. I, I've gotten to go out there and drink with her before. Um, but yeah, she's on our AHA board too. Yep. Uh what else did we do in twenty twenty one? We drank some really old beer thanks to Larry Bell. I still have some of that. I, I need to figure out what we did, <laughs> what to do with it. Jordan, were you there for that episode? Or was that David? I was, that was David. No, I was, I was not. I want, I really wanted to be, but again, this is a recurring theme. I was sick. Yeah. <laughs> My kid. We will, we will make sure that uh, you are thoroughly hooked up with some yeah. uh, mid nineties expedition stout. Then mm, we, 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 we will great. Yeah. Some really, really old. Uh, Bell's beer that Larry had been cellaring. And speaking of Larry, I know of at least, I believe, two episodes that Larry watched and, and participated in our comments. He's been in uh, three, I think, because, okay. yeah, there was, uh, or maybe my mind's thinking, like, the last one I remember was our uh, show of theoretically distilling homebrew. Yep. And I know he yeah. was quite active in that one. And Larry, yeah. if he's watching or he listens to this one or somebody wants to reach out to him and let him know, we would love to have Larry on to talk about his homebrew roots in Kalamazoo. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and so Larry, if you hear this and you wanna you wanna come on, we 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 um, we would love. I mean, you started really the homebrew movement. Larry, in Kalamazoo. Shit, like even uh, even if he just wants to come on and you know shoot the shit on what he's doing now with yeah. bells being sold off. Like what what's what's he doing with his time? You know, what, what's what's occupying that mind of his that, that created such a behemoth within the, the brewing out community? Out on Lake Michigan. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Pro probably doing some fishing, if I recall. <laughs> but still, the, the guy that kind of started homebrewing in Kalamazoo, the first homebrew store, it would be good to get the history there and dig into the past with Larry. Uh, first uh, homebrew club. 
for some club. Yeah. And, and it, especially since, you know, he had that older beer that, you know, that dates back to that time. We still have some, we could get together with Larry and drink some really old beer and talk about home brewing roots. So that would be cool. We drank some, some of that old shit. And then probably like the most exciting thing for me this year is we got a kick-ass fucking intro. Yeah. Uh, New intro. What, what, what are you talking about? And outro. Uh, <laughs> Which we have to reshoot now that my beard is uh, more, you know, shapely. I was actually um, going to say, if the Rosses are still watching, which Sam was a few minutes ago, I actually think we need another version of the intro that says, like, at the end, you know, just some, like, cheesy placard at the end that says, like, with special guest Brandon Edwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, yes, cover my ass. That's that, that's more of it. Or or holiday, you know, maybe shoot some holiday intros for like, you know, Christmas, St. Patrick's Day, something like yeah. that, you know, or just little little variations that we can put in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they still have all the raw footage. They can probably have like a a little like wreath or something like that. Like make it super cheesy. Yeah. Look at us talking about that. You guys obviously have nothing better to do. Than <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not like they don't have any, you know, number one hits that they've done um, right. or anything like that that's yeah. but uh it would be funny to get to get something uh something for brandon on the end of one of them uh that would be hilarious just like a little thing where he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be funny yeah there we go yeah. there, there it is <laughs> just just like up. Like sexy beard have brandon's face <laughs> this is what <laughs> Oh, uh, just you know, like Drew, cut out like clip art and just paste it over me for a second. Yeah. yeah. What were you saying? No, I was gonna say that. Like whenever, whenever you can't be here, we'll just superimpose him over you. Mm. Yes, yeah, South Park style. Yeah, exactly. Perfectly. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> as so, long as he's like the Canadians and his head hinges out of air. <laughs> Uh, so, um, it, this is this is something I I made a post about this on Reddit um, a couple days ago on the thirty first, um, but I don't know if I've asked you guys or if we talked about this in a previous show. But do you guys have any brew years resolution uh, things that things that you want to accomplish in the new year? I mean, I put as far that as out like out. your you know your brewing goes. I feel like I put that out. You did, you did. You put that on Facebook. You're right. You're right. Oh, I I did not. But yes, I do. I do. Go for it. What are your uh, resolutions? Well, one, uh, brew more than two batches of beer. Uh, that should be pretty easy to do, hopefully. Was that was that your 2021 count? Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Um I'll blame it on, you know, still learning to be a parent, although my kids <laughs> sure. almost almost two. Um and then, uh, yeah, so I want to do that. Um, I want to do more meads. Uh, mm. I've got I've got 60 pounds of honey here in my basement. That should be oh, at shit. least enough for, nice. you know, four or five batches. Um, so I'm going to do that. I'm already starting on that one. Uh, and then uh, three, uh, I guess the big one um, to change up. Uh, and improve my brewing for anything that I'm making is get a fermentation chamber and 
start controlling my fermentation. I mean, I think I had heard that enough and feedback that I had with beer, but then getting that feedback from actually from Gail, um, funny enough, uh, from, oh, from the she judge that your made. Oh, she okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And it's honestly, I'll I'll thank her again if she's watching. It's honestly probably some of the best feedback I have had from any competition, period. And she is hitting the nail on the head with any of the flaws that were in there. So I'm going to take that to heart. She's changing my perspective on my my uh, you know brewing approach. I have known I've needed fermentation control, but I feel like I've kind of you know scooted by here and there and gotten lucky on some beers. Um, uh, but now I I kind of want that consistency. I don't I don't want subpar you know uh, fermented treats anymore so <laughs> that's 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 what i'm gonna do so i don't know if i'm doing uh a keezer yet or if i'm gonna get a mini fridge um it really depends uh my my initial thought is do just buy a mini fridge and uh rip the plastic insert off the door so i can at least fit one bucket inside there mm-hmm. um and then you, from you- there what's that I was going to say, you, you may want to talk to Tim Wicklin uh, potentially too, because I think he uses a mini fridge, but he built like a little uh, thing off the side of it. Well, that's, that's what I'm planning on doing, okay, okay. but I can, you can at least fit one bucket inside the mini fridge if you take the insert off the door. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, at least, at least get that, get it rolling, you know, get some fermentation control and then build off from, from there. So I want to I want to call this out really quick. I think that's a great, that's a great thing. But I got to call this out. I don't know who this is. Polar Knights. Polar Knights is rich. You know, and I I love the comment, but I feel like I'm the butt I'm the the, the butt of the joke because I I am evolution one. I am I am pre puberty. Uh, mustache. So. Thank it's you. not your fault. Nothing uh, grows uh, like right here. Uh, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that, he's only like our second or third Twitch engagement. So that's that's, that's amazing. I mean, amazing. you know, what's, what's really sad right now is Jordan's wearing a black shirt and you can't see it. And I know Brian is trying, but Jordan is, I still think, has the he has he has the beard. The beard. Oh, well, th- thank you. And you can't see because of the dark shirt, but the the color. Yeah, and my room's dark, color. but I get a lot of gray. Yeah. Back here. Right. Um, Whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you, Jordan. Like temperature control is one of the only things that I, I haven't done as a, as a brewer and as a, as a relatively, you know, semi-successful home brewer. I think it's, it, you know, I've done well without one, but I think it's the thing I need to do to up my game. I hadn't really made that my brew year's resolution. Uh, although I did start out lagering with the first one, which is my first, it's also my first uh, attempt at temperature control. See, that's great. I want to be able to do lagers too. As I as I get older, I'm enjoying these crisper, cleaner beers. Yeah. And I that's kind of what I want on tap. You yep. know, so yeah. No, I'm with you. That's 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 really you know, I used to be big in the style. When I started brewing, like my style game was that, that was my game. Like fruit stouts, um, raspberry stout was a big winner of mine. Uh Colombian grind, the coffee stout, my I think my second or my most meddled beer. Um, I saw Samantha. She wants to come up with a tasty sweet potato stout. 
I got one that I want to meddle with too. It's absolutely disgusting because um, sweet potatoes are horrible and they shouldn't exist. But let me um, let me ask on the phrase in there. Does she want a sweet potato stout, a sweet potato mead, and a sweet potato wine? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, <laughs> the trifecta of horrible uh, ingredients right there. But yeah, Sam, if you want help with a sweet potato stout, anyway, I'm happy to add my insight, even though I think it's disgusting. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, stops for my game. But now, all I want is a lager. All I, I want, I want a, a Chris Pilsner. I want. Um... I feel like that's the evolution of the home brewer, though. Like you always start off like, I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna brew this 18% stout, and you know, or these big beers, these very complex flavors, and then as, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Polar Knights. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Mid-thought, mid, mid mid-thought, yeah. Um, but yeah, as you as you continue your your path down home brewing, um, I feel like you kind of get inundated with all these complex flavors that are just everywhere. They permeate uh, the, the craft beer community because it's what attracts new people. So everybody think, brews them. You got to combine IPAs in there. Like, I feel like a lot of home brewers start out because they want to build, they want to brew that, that crunchy, danky, you know, green and gooky, bitter IPA. And, and, and there's a lot of people like, I remember when we started in Keepers, there, there were a lot of people in the club that had never brewed a stout before. But you're talking about those big, bold flavors. It's beyond stout. It's, it's, it's those IPAs too. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, that's that's right. I think that evolution from those big bold flavors, like you said, the you know trying to brew that crazy IPA or trying to brew that freaky stout or that big Russian imperial or pastry stout or whatever, um, you know, you get bored after a while. And and I, I, at least me, you know, I'm like I want to brew clean, uh, crisp. You know, I, I started last year and brewed a couple of um, ordinary bitters. And uh, I loved it, you know. Like, you were boring as fuck. I did. I said that. <laughs> that was the name of it. I entered that beer, like boring-ass bitter. This beer is the most boring beer I've ever made in my life. It was great. I, I fucking <laughs> killed it. Like, but yeah, you, you did. I remember drinking that beer. It was it was clean. It was crisp. You had, you had that malt flavor. You got a little bit of those hops. There was a, It was delicate, but you still got everything there. It was a good base, well-fermented. And that's part of the challenge is that, you know, these bigger beers uh, with complex favorite flavors can can kind of uh, you can kind of mask a lot of shit. Not going to lie. That's kind of what I did with my my mead that I have on tap. It was shitty. And then I back sweetened it uh, with cherry juice and honey. And now it's great. Uh, I thought you were going to say it was like now it's sweet shitty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It's sweet shitty, but it tastes like clover honey and cherry juice, okay. which is amazing. Um, right. But I I know I have the shame underneath it, but it's at least it's it's drinkable. Um, there, there, there's, there's a lot of pro brewers that are that are going that route, too. You know what? Well, Brian, I, you I made this point. Everybody loves sugar water. Right. I and uh, agave nectar and honey and maple syrup and 16 different kinds of candy bars and, uh, you know, have a final gravity that's, you know, five times higher than the, the original gravity of most beers we brew, right? Right. Yeah. Jason, do you do you know the story <laughs> of my very first uh, solo beer? I think Jordan does. Oh, I know this well, yeah. 
um, it's it's a story of a a chocolate banana stout. No, I you know I I I know I've heard of it before. I don't know if I know the exact background of it. Did you add? Well, I mean, go ahead. I, I don't know if I've even I don't know if I've told this uh, on the show yet ever. Um, so I I have mentioned this before. Uh, Jordan got me into brewing. Uh, yep. Jordan and Mike Burns uh, got into brewing themselves. I think uh, with the Bell's Homebrew Competition. Is that right? Yes. And then, yep. and then that's how you got your feet wet. And then you sort of moved into brewing from there. Um, I shadowed Jordan for like at least one or two batches. And then he got me to go to the Bell's Homebrew competition and, and helped me brew my first beer with their war. And, uh, and I think between like the shadowing of the one or two, like brew in a bag batches that he did um, and, and, and the Bell's beer, I, I felt like I was an expert. <laughs> Um, I knew I was an expert. I, I could brew beer, you know, cause I had watched it done like, you know, <laughs> three times. So, um, so I didn't want to start out extract because extract is for beginners and I'd watched somebody brew three times. So I was a pro. And so I started out all grain. I'm surprised um, you didn't open a brewery. Yeah. And I, I, I should have, honestly. Mind you, I, I was, I think I was later. extract brewing at this point still. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I bought a, uh, I bought, I didn't, I didn't have a, a mash ton at this time. Um, I bought a, a 10 gallon pot and, uh, and what I did is I um, used, so I wanted to brew a chocolate banana stout, right? So I, I wanted to brew a big one. Like I wanted it to be like 10%. I wanted it to be sweet and chocolatey and banana-y. And so do you know those like uh, mesh grain oh. bags that they sell oh, yeah. at the, the Bell's General Store? Yeah. Like the, the socks, the grain socks? Yeah, grain socks. So I bought one grain sock and I think I stuffed like 18 pounds of grain into that thing. Like to the point where like you can't even like tie it closed. So, so, cause that's what the, you know, the, that's what beer Smith told me I needed to do is I needed to use like 18 pounds of grain and I knew that I needed to, you know, keep it in something. So grain sock. Um, so yeah, I, I mashed in with all this grain in this grain sock and you know, that I'm sure the temperature in the middle didn't even pass like 80 degrees i don't think all the grains even got wet just because all the grains were so compacted together in this grain sack um but uh i i heated my water up and i mashed with that and uh you know sparge i poured water over the bag after i sparged it um and you know it didn't look like the jet black like i was thinking of it was sort of like a watery brown color but i'm like you know what like color is just color doesn't define the flavor of a beer right like it, beer can taste delicious regardless of its color like i can still have a super dark chocolatey amazing rich you know style even if it looks a little watery and brown so i was like i wasn't i wasn't concerned at the time and so i was reading up on how to get banana flavor in the beer too and there were two two trains of thought you can either under pitch uh hefeweizen yeast and you know sort of heat it up and and, and push out those banana esters out or you can uh use bananas <laughs> so i think i did both um i i under pitched the yeast 
Um, I, I don't even know if I let it ferment all the way out. I added some bananas. Uh, it looked just like a mushy brown mess. I didn't have any way to cold crash it. So I just like racked out this mush basically into bottles and I added priming sugar and carbonated it and, and let it go. And, uh, you know, I, I gave it some to Jordan. I gave some to Sam and Travis. I brought some. I, they, they, Sam and Travis, they liked this beer so much. They wanted to preserve it. And I saw it in the back of their fridge. They're just, they're waiting to drink it like, like months later. Um, cause I knew just how special this beer was to them. And, uh, yeah, it, it just, it was, it was an all around, uh, it was, it was a fucking, I wonder beer. if Sam and Travis but, would comment if it was better later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so later, uh, we found more bottles of this in the fridge when, when Shane and I were moving out and, uh, I, I opened one up cause I was going to dump them before he moved and the bottle shot out of my hand, uh, across the basement floor when I opened it, because, like it was over carbonated to the point where it probably was damn near close to exploding. And, uh, I, I, I didn't want to deal with that. So I gave it to, uh, to Shana to dispose of in the middle of a thunderstorm. You are. That's amazing. <laughs> cause, 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 cause she's more of a man than I am. And, uh, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shana's Shana's beer bomb there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so she carried it outside in this thunderstorm and dropped it in the trash. And uh, it sounded just like a thunder, uh, a thunder, thunder, whatever, shock, snap, spike, whatever outside. And uh, it was scary. And and um, that will forever go down as as my lesson learned on, on how not to brew a beer. But <laughs> I, I, I learned a lot from making that beer. Um, I still have not tried it again. It's always one of those things where it's like, I, I can do this. Yeah, but now your uh, process but, is so much better. Like, I know. I know. I, I, you're an amazing brewer, man. So yeah, right. I'd I'd say do it. You know what? That should be one of your brew solutions. Should it? A chocolate banana stout. Do it. I want to know what it tastes like now. Being a person who's had it. One yeah, of my brew solutions is to get back in the game so that I can catch up or, or, or keep up with Brian on metals because he has gotten to be such a fucking great brewer. Um, he absolutely annihilated with, with metals this year in, in various competitions. He, he's making me like feel like a loser. Like I got, I got to step up and, and, and get in the game with this guy. So you're always a winner in my heart. Right. Yeah, that that'll be 2023 for me. I gotta I gotta get my home process. Uh, right. I want to I want to jump back to this. Polar Knights asked this question. Dude, he's been uh, active as fuck. Man. This is awesome. How do small time brewers make a living when big, big beer chains do all they can to roll over the small ones? I, I I feel like it's community. One small time brewers are motherfucking heroes. Like I don't know of of a more courageous group of people that quit their fucking high paying jobs and and open up these breweries. And, and, you know, bring these small towns, these little micro breweries, um, you know, we talked to the Losi's, uh, Jake and Kaylee from Presidential, like they gave up a lot to start that brewery. Um, and that's just the, the courage and create, uh, you know, the, the balls and, and shit that I, I don't have. Um, but I think one of the biggest things is they engage with their community. And, uh, you know, we've got one here in Madawan that just started Murray Street Brewing, who hopefully I haven't talked to them yet, but hopefully we'll have them on sometime. Um, but, you know, it's it's engaging locally because local 
community, family, uh, organizations beat out AB and Bev uh, enough to at least carve out their little space. So that's well, what I think. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like I, I saw his question and I was um, I was gonna point out like I don't at least here in Michigan I can't I can't speak for the rest of the country because uh-huh. we're isolated up here in our little mitten. Um, I don't, I don't know if I see these, you know, big beer chains really trying to roll over the, 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 the small time brewers because of their community. Like, and that, that's what really makes them survive. And Jason has a point there is that oftentimes, at least what we've seen is that uh, like take new Holland uh, or, or shorts, for example, is, you know, they end up with distribution deals to get their beers uh, rolled out um nationwide you know to share to share them more but they still preserve a, a a large majority of that culture uh within the community that that small time brewery and i mean calling shorts and new holland small time breweries is you know <laughs> that's a stretch uh but they were at one point uh but it's their community that really built them up so i guess and more or less to echo you jason yeah it's community yeah. It's it's what I say, like, look, you're crazy. You're crazy if you want to go open a brewery right now. Those people I mentioned, you know, Murray Street and Presidential that have just done this in the last couple of years, they're absolutely fucking bonkers, and I love them. <laughs> um, but it's it's engaging with that community and, and um, you know, doing something, you know, that the small town can support. And, and I've seen a lot – I've seen breweries fail this year uh, through COVID because I don't think they engaged their community and they didn't have that that group around them and that support and they didn't uh you know i mean if you look yeah i know i'm picking on the the low seas but i mean you know if you go back through covid i mean kaylee was probably the most prolific person on my facebook feed whether she was you know promoting her own brewery or supporting the other businesses in the community and the other 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 restaurants in the area or just chewing some asshole out for being a dick for not wearing a mask (laughs) yeah Right. Um, no, no. And I, I hope I hope they listen, because I honestly I honestly think that what they had done for the beer community in general, the beer community, the craft beer community here in West Michigan, Portage, more specifically um, during covid is what is going to continue to make them be successful in the coming years. Because they, right. they were so prolific in being just out there. And making sure that, yeah, as you said, other businesses were getting involved. They they started this, uh, what was it, beer ferry, where they yep. would, yeah, <laughs> go off and, and and drop off beer to people. Like it's, it, and it started a whole community movement in the area. Yep. It was it was absolutely amazing. And so that's, that's how, it, yeah, and that's how I think it, it happens. I still think they're all crazy. Um, I wouldn't do it. I don't want to open a brewery. That's not me. I don't have the the courage to do that. But, um. That's why I think we started, ultimately, that's why we started Michigan Brews, right? Just to engage with that community, this this group of people in Michigan. Um, we, cool. were, we were missing it from our homebrew club a little bit because, you know, the the, the meetings all turned virtual and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to... It's hard to engage more than one person at a time on a, you know, a 16 person Zoom call, right? Like, right. It just is. That's just the nature of it. Like, you you can't break off into like little smaller sections and hop around from click to click and you're only drinking your beer. And yeah, it's just just one of those things. 
Yeah, um, this, this this brewing community in Michigan is amazing. I've met most of of almost all of my friends right now. I met through beer or the the relationship with beer. You guys, that's how we came together. Um, but even if you go out to the Michigan Beer uh, Homebrew Festival and and getting introduced to all those great clubs on the east side and uh, the people that we've gotten to know, like mm, this is community is is how all of this shit happens. Whether it's a homebrew club or a microbrewery. Right. I think a lot of, uh, well, I, I want to say one more thing. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, it's, I think, I think that the, the last thing that really helps keep local uh, breweries afloat too is food uh, or, yes. or really anything they can do to drive people to the brewery itself. Like local breweries don't thrive on distribution. They thrive on brewery sales. Um, so whether it's trivia, uh, live shows, food, specials um yeah i, I did a I, and this is so if, if for any of those brewers out there that that do this um you know like drew doster and stuff don't hold me to it but you know years ago when i started and i thought how can i can i make money off of this and I, you look at you know what does it cost to to make a, a a barrel of beer and uh you know what can i make if i sell that barrel of beer you know, and it's, you know, you're, you're making this much, but what, what can you make if you can pour pints off that barrel of beer? It's like this, you know? Yeah. And, yep. and that, that comes down to it. You make so much more money off of having the ability to, to, to sell that. And I know like in Drew's, in Drew's specific instance, you know, he's a different, um, he has different goals and objectives. And so, you know, I, I get it, you know, getting his beer distributed out there and not having a tap room is, is what he's planning for. And that's even more courageous, I think, and cool as fuck. But, um, but to really make it, I think, uh, you know, if you're going to quit, he's not quitting his job, right? Like he's still got his, his normal income, but if you're going to yeah. go all in on this, you got to have a good tap room. You got to have a good yeah. place to, to pull, pull pints. Um, well, back to brew year's resolutions. I think mine mirrored <laughs> Jordan's a lot. Brew more beer, brew better beer, and 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 catch up with Brian on the medals. Uh, I mean, I I have probably two or three years of taking nothing but firsts to catch up to both of you in terms of medals. So I've I've got always <laughs> my my little measly three here hanging on the wall. But <sighs> are, are you guys sitting in double digits. I took 15 this year, I think. That's this year. <laughs> Five <laughs> times what I have, period. <laughs> and I think I took eight this year. That's pretty good, though, uh, considering you didn't brew. So, yeah. I took eight this year. Um, one of the beers that I, I placed with, I should call this out since it's happening quickly enough. If Brandon, if you know your dates and times, uh, you can throw that in in, in chat. But uh, last year, in uh, the, the the year before last, Brandon and I won uh, the Kent District Area Library Competition, mm -hmm. and uh, or we were two of the four winners. And our I'm gonna do it, Shana. God damn it! Yes, I mean it, it might have to do. it might have to be physically, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll but, wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, She's laughing in the kitchen. <laughs> Railtown Brewing is, is going to brew my uh, coffee stout next Thursday. Um, and it looks like uh, Gravel Bottom Brewing, right? Brandon is going to brew Brandon's 
brew next Monday. I, I hope you get to go do that. I cannot go to Railtown to brew my beer. They're going to brew it without me. Um, uh, both of our beers, both of those beers will be on tap sometime in early February, February awesome. at Horex um, in GR. They're going to do like a special K-Dale release. Um, no way. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, I'll figure that out and, and we'll put it out there. Maybe we can even do some kind of like video from up yeah, there. Yeah, I've actually never no. been there. Shane and I have talked about that before. So yeah. Up there. Love yeah, the so, the store. Is that uh, what you're talking about? Horrocks? Yeah, it's a store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, I was going to say like probably a good time. I don't know how many times we've covered it, but to talk about the Kate Ale competition it's open right it's, now. It's kind of, oh it is oh well it is fuck i don't have any beer so <laughs> i think you have uh, until excitement depression <laughs> yeah is it the end of february i think to, so to get get yeah yeah there's, there's quite a bit of time yeah they had me thinking but it's probably I'm, gonna, not gonna I'm, happen. Gonna, I'm not doing it this year i'm, I'm gonna end on a high note i won and i'm out <laughs> That's it's it's a very interesting uh, competition because you have to pair your beer uh, with liter, liter, literary influence, right? Yeah. So it has to be named and brewed uh, to a style that is influenced by a book. You know, a book. Yeah, uh, it's the only competition I've seen that's like that, uh, which is kind of cool. And that that naming and the way that you tie in that naming and that beer to that that liter, literary influence is uh pulled into the judging yeah, yeah yeah it's it's 15, really cool 15 out of 50 points or something <laughs> yeah yeah so brandon we'll have to we'll have to coordinate and go up there in, in february if we can um for that release i'm i'm bummed that i can't make my brew day but uh you should bring some on show bring bring some for us and we'll we'll try well you know we should have both of you on to talk about the beers oh my god have brandon edwards on as a guest <laughs> i know i'm thinking outside the box here it's wild and new, but... <laughs> so brian as i as i as i step away to get another beer what are your brew years resolutions so um one of my resolutions um, that I want to at least sort of get started on is to uh, get started going electric. Um, I kind of started on that last year. Maybe it was 2020. I can't remember. Um, I got a, a nice like uh, sink installed in my basement. Um, and the thought behind it, not only for, you know, doing cleaning shit in the basement but um when i do have an electric brewing set up down there i didn't want to have to run ventilation i decided i was going to do um um steam a steam condenser so um for those who don't know a steam condenser is when you basically have a lid on your boil pot that runs the steam off into a uh, a section outside the pot where there's uh, cold water running through and it sprinkles through the steam and sort of turns it back into water. And instead of the steam, you know, just hanging out in the pot, it just, it gets pulled out. It creates a, a vacuum essentially where the steam continuously is being pulled out of the pot uh, by this, you know, this water and the suction. Um, so I'm going to do something like that and have it 
you know, spew out right into the sink. Um, the first thing I need to do is get electric ran downstairs. And then the second thing I need to do is, um, well, 220 or 240. Uh, I already have electric downstairs, obviously, but um, I just need to buy a setup. So that's one thing I really want to at least try to do next year. Um, Burning outside in the winter with propane uh, without a garage sucks. So um, Brewing outside with a garage still sucks, man. <laughs> especially in February. You've been there. Yeah, You've been. I, have, I mean, I you get you get ten people in a garage. I mean, there's always that you know suffocation risk. You know, when you have the garage door mostly closed and propane burners going, <laughs> but that shit sinks. It goes out. That's fine. You open up another door. You get a backdraft. It's you're, we're all good. I, uh, it I, wasn't completely closed, but I thought of you, uh, outside brewers, when I was you know sitting on my couch brewing Sunday or Saturday. So, you know, I used to, but I got banned from brewing in my kitchen. Because because I made my basement rain once. Oh no! What happened? The, the keyword there, Jordan, is my kitchen. So yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that that makes sense. If I if I get a second kitchen, great. No, but so Brian, I'm kind of with you on like electric brewing. So part before I ended up having to get a whole new septic system, which is expensive <laughs> as fuck for anybody who's listening. Um. Uh, my our plan, one of our plans for you know home renovations this year was I wanted to get a nice new. We have like a the fifteen by twenty, you know, shed uh, that we store a lot of our stuff outside right now. I want to get a nice big one, you know, cement pad, se- section it off, have like the garden side of it, and then actually have like a powered like brew house more or less where I could move all my brewer equipment out there, have electric and water ran out to it. Um, and you know, that's, that's still kind of in the works, uh, you know, kind of the plan, but you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I just got a quote to upgrade our, my house's electric panel from 100 to 200 amps. Um, that's also really expensive, a lot more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Oh, geez. Um, like by about double. But after oh. I told after I after I told the guy, like he, he, they've got to run electricity for our new septic pump, anyways. So they're like, I was like, hey, can you just give me a quote for this? And he, I told him, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to hold off on that for now. And he's like, yeah, you know, our you know our supplies are a lot more expensive now, and you know, yada yada, whatever. Uh, they've been great to work with. I'm not trying to brush them off, um, but but yeah, it was quite a bit more expensive than what I had anticipated. But it's not deterring me from wanting to do it just because I run a lot of electronics and 100 amp service is the standard from, you know, going on 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, be- I believe 150 or 200 is what's standard being made in, in new houses. So I kind of want to bring up to standard, but yeah, it's it's expensive. But yeah, long story long, as Travis would say, I'm with you. <laughs> I kind of want to move electric although i don't think i'm going to be doing the steam condensing like you are yeah i, I think electrics in my future too i know we're, we're 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 at the my wife and i are at the phase right now where we're we're daydreaming about building a house someday 
uh, in the future, you know, whether it's one year or five years down the road, but that, that new house will contain a, um, a brewery, not, <laughs> yeah. not, not a room that I can brew in. It will contain a, a, a completely separate, uh, uh brewery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's going to be my goal. That's hopefully what I can work towards in my, re- as I get close to retirement in the future. But yeah, I want to. I want to go to electric. Did we? We had talked about doing a show on electric rigs. Did we ever do that? I don't think we did. I don't know, Brandon. Yeah. Well, we would have had Brandon on if we did it. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't remember. Like maybe. Months. Yeah, maybe we talked with him briefly about it. Well, didn't does didn't Jake Losey do steam condensing for a while too before he opened up presidential? I thought he had some sort of closed electric system. He, I, I don't think it was steam condenser, but he does still use the same system that he had as far as like the little electrical box and monitor and shit. Yeah. I thought yeah. he had some sort of yeah. steam system. I, I don't know. That could be my brain making shit up. It's <laughs> Monday and I'm drinking, so... Um. Uh, another thing I want to do, and I um, I was about to share this. Um, I only kept track of this for half the year, and then I I just other shit came up. But um, this was like a uh, a tracking spreadsheet that I was using to to track my my batches and and when I did various things like with these batches, like uh, bottling, dry hopping, cold crashing, kegging, um, you know, the various dates, the um, I have different colors for the different fermentation vessels I use, the generation of yeast that I was using. Um, what, what do you what do you extrapolate from this? So a lot of this was um, I need to use sort of um, when I'm brewing for NHC. So this is so, like a calendar for brewing, more or less. It is right. So, so this I, is all done I, previous or prior to brewing. Most of it. Okay. Um, uh, with the exception of like kegging dates and stuff, um, sometimes those are a little bit here and there. But I, I sort of need to keep track of like what is fermenting when, because if I have two beers fermenting, but I need a cold crash like another beer that had been you know sitting out for a diacetyl rest or something like that, um, you know I'm kind of out of luck because I don't want to pull a beer that's been fermenting or a beer that's fermenting you know under temperature control. Mm-hmm. out just so i can cold crash another one um and potentially you know ruin one beer just to you know get another beer ready to be kegged and stuff like that so this is why you was, have like six fridges i do i have i have a freezer mini fridge freezer <laughs> mini fridge mini fridge downstairs yeah one one freezer is a a fermentation chamber that I can fit two things into if I need to. And then another fridge I got from Brandon Edwards, actually that can fit a brew bucket pretty easily uh, with a, with a, <laughs> what, what are the, with a ratchet strap. So <laughs> to hold it shut, but um, yeah, I, this is, you know, by, by January I had what, like 19 batches of various beers and or meads going and i probably about doubled that for the end of the year i just i i lost track of it i just i, I was gonna say do you, do you know how many you actually brewed in 20 
21? I, I don't. I wanted to go back and, and, and check on it, but I I just don't know. I, I would wager um, not as many beers as I did the first half of the year, probably maybe 10 more beers and five more meads. So if I had a guess, you know, 35 total fermentations or something. Um, I, I hit 12. Um, which is funny because this is the second year in a row that I did 12. Um, but the year before that, so 2019 was the year I hit 56. And that was, that was crazy. Like, I don't think I'll ever get back to that. I, don't, I honestly don't remember what the hell I was doing. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I think, um, so we, we learned we were going to have my son in 2019. So probably 2018, 2017 was probably one of my most active years brewing. And yeah, I was brewing like shit, probably damn near twice a month throughout mm-hmm. most of the year. Uh, you know, sometimes three times a month because I like, especially in the fall, you know, stacking up beer. So that way I didn't have to brew in the winter. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I remember brewing almost every week, um, that year and, and even having multiple, you know, double brew days, um, never a triple, which is funny because in order to hit 12 last year, I actually had my first triple brew day. That's crazy. That's a long <laughs> fucking day, man. It was fun though. I mean, it was fun if you can, you can get into a rhythm, you know, where you're, you're like, you know, you're mashing out and mashing in and you're, you know, you're boiling while you're mashing and you're chilling while you're mashing out and yeah, it it works out if you have enough equipment, but, um, but I mean, the theme I get from all of us is we're, we're all trying to take our game to that next level, right? You know, trying to add a new, a new widget, a new functionality or a new feature to, to make beer better, you know, like fermentation chambers or temperature control for Jordan and I, steam condensing for Brian. I look back, I see, you know, Tim Wicklin called out. He was going to try to do some pressurized brewing. Uh, I, I can't. I don't know Pressure, I pressurized fermentation and then uh, closed yeah, transfers. Closed transfers. Uh, Which is something I would like to do for my highly hopped beers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that, too. Uh I've looked into the, the 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 pressure fermenting. I remember Jake Lose who did did a, a presentation on it mm-hmm. years ago for Keepers, um, and that seems kind of daunting to me. Um, but the it, it's it's definitely interesting. It's something I want to look into too. So I think that's a cool one, Tim. Uh, and then you know I think in our in the post I put out the other day, we had a couple of, of people uh, followers you know t- just talk about like trying to dial in a style you know and I, I actually think Tim might have said that too, you know like you know dialing in your IPA or dialing in you know this that or the other style that you're brewing, which I think is admirable and I, I hope you know through what we're doing with the club and trying to get feedback from competitions and you know using you know, people like the Motor City Mashers and Gale to help, you know, give us really good feedback. It's helping people dial in. I mean, that's, that's how, you know, I've won most of the awards I've won is, is starting with a, a shitty fucking beer, <laughs> uh, taking that feedback, uh, making tweaks, making changes and, and just continuing to dial it in. So anyway, that's you know, great. I'm going to add, Oh, go ahead, Brian. 
Well, I was just going to say, Jordan, you weren't there, but I, I will have you know that uh, I took the lowest score at the Keepers Cup this year. <laughs> the the so, lowest? I did. I did. Should um, we have a award for that just so you can put something else <laughs> on your wall? I, I I feel like I deserve something. I, I, you know, I, I still have the beer on tap downstairs and I'm drinking it now and I'm like, I go back and forth on whether I think I deserve it, but it definitely, it doesn't quite hit what, what a double IPA uh, should be. It's, it's very sweet. I'm curious. What, little, was, what was the score? 29 or 28 and a half, Jason? Uh, 28 and a half. I think. That's still yeah, not yeah. awful. I want to. I want to. I. I don't want to. I don't want to get left out of this uh, uh, misery here. <laughs> I was the second lowest score <laughs> of the competition. And not we could have our own show. Yeah. You know what? No, neither of you. Neither of you were because I had a big fat zero. Well, because I did. I didn't have any beer. To, <laughs> I really thought about. So I've got. I've still got some beers uh, bottled. And that I would like to submit to a uh, a competition, but I'm I'm being it's only like it's like three beers, and I think I have three bottles of each left, so I'm like being super selective on I which. Feel, I feel you. Yeah. We'll save it know. for NHC, maybe. And that's well, kind of no. You need four for that, don't you? It's it, it depends on how they do it this year. It was six last year for for one facility, and. uh I think if they if they do like a, a first round, second round sort of thing, it's usually at least like I'm five, I'm, so. I'm thinking I'm thinking Michigan Beer Cup if they allow more yeah, than one entry sure. this year. Um, but as as I was gonna say, I think um, you know, Brian, I told you to brew brew your banana uh, banana bread stout again. Um, and Jason, you you talking about? I can't recall what you said that triggered this memory of mine. But something that I do want to get back to is brewing some styles that really got me into brewing, like styles mm. that I love. But just you know, I've been a little more focused on popular styles, you know, as of late, like stouts, pale ales, IPAs. You know, that's that's been a majority. And now I love those styles. I do. And you can crush them if they're brewed right. Uh, but I used to be really big on uh, Hefeweizens and triples. I knew you were going to go um, there. Yeah, yeah. And that's and I, I haven't brewed a triple. I had one that got infected years and years ago. In fact, I probably I bottled it. I probably still have some of those infected bottles here in my basement somewhere. Because um, yeah, I kept it because... A triple is a style that's close to my my heart. I love the flavor. I I, I love that Belgian character. Um, I just didn't want to get rid of it. Now it's probably been six or seven years. Uh, it's been before I've been in my house uh, since since I've brewed one, and I want to do it. I, I brewed a few heffies when I first moved in here, uh, and just just kind of got away from it. And you know what? Like a heffy's a super simple style. Like Belgian's a little more complicated, but heffy's yeah. That's yeah. that's one of the styles that really, really, really uh, shines with temperature control. Yes. Um, so you can dial but, in a lot of your like the level of ester, flavor, spice, and when, shit. Like yeah. like for for most yeasts, like they give you like this temperature range, and they're like, eh, you know, anywhere in this range is fine. But for heavy yeasts, like you absolutely need to stick within that range 
and then like slight adjustments within that range really do different things with that beer um like like the difference of five degrees here and there can 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 really do something different it's it's a very very particular style and this isn't from experience um this is just from listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff on um yeah on, on beer and then and, and when that beer comes up um everybody that's an expert you know on, on styles or judging or whatever says this and that and and temperature control really just comes again and again and again so yeah i think if you do um get temperature control and want to do the heffy again i think you're gonna fucking knock it out of the park well that's 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 so. what i want because i haven't had one like the past the past few that i brewed were you know honestly kind of they're up and down um I, I think i've brewed three of them while i've been in uh living in this house and uh for anybody who's who's out there who's you know a brewer and maybe renting or anything like that and thinking about buying a house um it's it very well could change your entire brewing process um it, especially if you don't have the tools to control everything end to end like say fermentation control um like i was i was um you know before i bought a house i was in a townhouse and thankfully like we were like our my basement was underground basically in the townhouse so mm -hmm. that basement stayed really cold you know allowed for decent fermentation uh control because it pretty much didn't change in the basement from year to uh from season to season um but the house the house that i have uh, although it's very similar like i don't have a walkout or anything like that down here uh the basement fluctuates in temp with the seasons um so i don't quite have that same season to season consistency within my brewing um which is why i'm looking at fermentation control so highly highly suggest anybody uh who even if you're um pretty pretty basic off uh, you know are pretty you know pretty early off within your brewing uh career start considering controlling your fermentation somehow it's it's one thing you know i've brewed for i don't know eight eight or nine years now and 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 been successful as a home brewer and it's one thing i've always laughed at i don't i don't mess with my water profile and i don't bother with fucking temperature control so um but you know like you said you know i'm lucky that i have i have a basement with steady temperature and i have you know areas in my house so i guess in a way i'm doing it i'm just moving the beer around my house which my wife is i know she loves you know <laughs> <laughs> you know when when there were times you know a few years ago when there were three different you know fermenters going in our our living room uh you know it was what it was but I, I would definitely see, you know, yeah, for, for a new person starting into it, like if, if you want to, if you want to get off on the right foot, I think that's a, probably not the most important thing to start with, but if you have the extra, either extra cash or desire to, to go in temperature control from the start would be. No. Yeah. It's by, by no means like the most important thing. Um, I mean, we get but... down to, you know, you ask any brewer what the most important thing about home brewing is they're all going to tell you it's a uh, winning you know, medals. 
<laughs> They're all going to tell you that it's sanitation, sanitation, sanitation. Sa- yes, sanitation is is number one. But, so, but like, ferm- fermentation control is coming up there. Then you're 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 already not going to do well. But um, after after sanitation and you know some basic practices, uh, you know temperature control, uh, fermentation control is definitely going to going to go a long way. Sure. I, uh, the, one of the only reasons why I, I invested in fermentation control so early is because I got involved in homebrewing right at the stage where New England IPAs were starting to like be homebrewed and, and come out. And uh, I don't know if you remember this even, Jason, but like I I had made a New England IPA and brought it to a keeper's meeting before like it was a style in Michigan. And and I was like, have you guys heard of like a New England IPA before? Like I made this 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 I this hazy IPA and people are like, what's I you know, a hazy IPA? This thing looked like orange juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, this this thing looks like, you know, my first like attempt at like nasty homebrew or whatever. But it was it was it was quite good. Um and, and I was like, if I'm going to invest all this money in like trying to make this beer, like I might as well invest in, uh, you know, $150 freezer or something to, to, um, sure. to use to, to chill it or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, I don't know where I was going with that. I've only had three beers. I, I'm, I'm where, where I'm going with that is, <clears throat> I am one of the harbingers or the harbingers of uh, of of New England IPA. To, to <laughs> it's your fault. I I will. I'm I'm dead set on. I'm the very first home brewer, like in Michigan, in, in Kalamazoo, sure. to make a New England IPA. I I swear to God, I dude, have you even, you hopped on that train like before I was it was just going to say. That, so, <laughs> like, I, would you brag about being the first one to jump jump on the hype train, like? Good for you, Brian. <laughs> just, just so all, shows, all, shows all I used to do at night. Well, all I used to do at night, I was so interested. So here's the thing: when I do something, I hate wasting money. I hate wasting money on something. I if I'm gonna do something, I read about it to like ad, ad nauseum. Like I learn everything i can we we saw a tiktok about this didn't we at one point in time jason what, what, what's it called hyperfixation hyperfixation yeah so so yeah yeah it was like a hyperfixation thing with with brewing at the time and uh i had read everything that i could about brewing for probably like three months before i i bought the rest of the gear that i did and, and did my first homebrew um at my townhouse, like later post chocolate banana stout days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I, and I, I just, I went all out on it and uh, it's just been a, a, a thing since then. I, I, I go to sleep at night reading, you know, journal uh, releases from the Masters Brewers Association and shit like um, it's I'm like, actually, I'm, I'm really thankful for that video that you, you mentioned. And I feel like 
I've taken it to heart a couple of times this year. Like there's been, there's been like three occasions this year where I've passed up on getting a 3d printer, a CNC machine or a laser engraver because I sit down and I'm like, you're hyper fixating. (laughs) This will, this will, uh, you know, become your latest obsession and blah, 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 blah. And you don't have time for that. You need to brew beer. You need to focus on your career and you need to be, you know, a, 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 a good husband. And I don't have time for it. And I've, I've avoided purchasing those large things. So I saw somebody's recommendation the other day for big purchases on, uh, f- for every hundred dollars that the purchase would cost, they make themselves wait one day to think about it before buying it. And if at the end of that, that they don't want to buy it anymore, then it's not something that they should have bought. Anyway. Dude, that would not fucking work for me, man. I'd have to, I, it'd have to be, it'd have to be like a week or a month. Do I need the like, septic system? Like, well, not being able, not, not flushing shit down my toilet is like, you go get past the day. It's like, yeah, yeah 10, 10 grand is worth it. This, this stinks. Uh, but no, but like, yeah, like I, I, I get that though. Like Jason, you mentioned like, um, you know, CNC machines and whatnot. And that's, that's been an interest of mine. I read a lot about it. Um, but yeah, like, do I see practical application on it? Did I do a lot of reading gaps? Yeah, absolutely. But I, t- I have to tell myself that I have to stick shiner cheer <laughs> Winter warmer, right? Yes, no, I have some left yeah. over. Um, I, I've got something to add to that, but uh, just uh, I guess in a second, um, I have to stay. I have to stick with something. I tell myself I have to stick with something for three months uh, at minimum before I can can actually. And I, this is like three months of like research, reading, like reading mm-hmm. blogs, you know, reading, you know, reading like even tweets of people who are prominent in you know within whatever industry it is that i'm i'm trying to research whether um like for instance they say like i put a little over two grand into my home gym about a year ago uh and that was after i had spent like shit like six eight months just like researching like what it was that i needed to do like why 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 do i want this why why am i gonna need it what how am i gonna use it that's what so, I get out to with, with, with when it comes to like those things I mentioned. I, I do so much research into them, and then I realize, you know, like it's not like it's it's not that it's too difficult. I mean, my my first co- major in college was like you know um, CAD and and the design. I love that shit, but I just know the the rabbit hole that I'll go down into. Um, yep. And the time that I'll spend into it, and then I, I started looking at it, going like, what am I really going to use this for? You know, like I was most excited about laser engraving so that I could engrave my bottle caps. God damn it. I don't bottle anymore. And when I do bottle, <laughs> I bottle for competition and I can't have anything on the cap. Like, yep. So what the fuck, you know, like, Oh, cool. I could do glassware. You know what? For a, 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 a super fraction of the price, you know, like we had talked about doing mission brews engraved glassware. I can get those for four ninety five off of, you know, Zappos or whatever with our logo. So why do I need to, isn't you know, Zappos a shoe store? Not Zappos, whatever the one that we got. <laughs> I can't remember. Shoes and laser engraving. Zap, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever. But it's like, you know, and like, what am I going to use a 3D printer for? And um, when I, that's what I got down to it. It's like, 
this is a pure hobby. I'm not, you know, I've got friends that do it. You know, they sell that shit on Etsy. I ain't got time for that. Um, yeah. So it just, it, it, it's, um, brewing was my last hyperfixation and I need to stick with brewing as my hyperfixation. I need to, uh, get back to brewing, um, get back to the homebrew club. You know, I've been really busy this year with work. Uh, I'm, a, I'm the competition coordinator for keepers and I've not been doing the greatest job of that. We just did keepers cup, but you know, I need bullshit. to be more on top of the I've been doing great. What's that? Said bullshit. You've been doing. Yeah, great. no, I think you, I think you've been doing. I, I know, I, I could, there's I more I could do more engagement, you know, and there's more, more we could do for the, 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 the he, he sees more that he can do and that's what matters. <laughs> he, he has, he has to, no, I get it. I get it, man. Like you have to fulfill it to what you feel is your best. I completely understand. There's this show. Right. I've already like just at the beginning of the night, I have to tell you guys, like with my travel schedule and other shit going on, if we stick with Mondays, I got to cut down to two weeks a month. That kills me. That's fine. We, we uh, replace you with Brandon. It's not, it's not, it's not our backs. <laughs> Brandon, are you still listening? You, you've got you got two you got to no, cover for now. It is a few hours. Um, we are not going for the longest show of the, the 2022. Uh, uh, no, I think I think we focus on good content. Like we we were focused in 2021 about like sh- like show length, and even this shows you know broaching two hours, which is the longest I think. Uh, well, no, I mean it's not not quite at our average yet, apparently. But um, but yeah, no, like you know quality of content. Uh, yeah. You know, engagement, whatnot, I think is <laughs> be right there. Thanks, Brandon. He's he's got I, I, you. He's got you. I think in 2020 when we started this, we were just trying to figure out what the fuck we were doing, which yeah. I get. And I think in 2021 we were trying to do more. Um and sometimes I feel like we did more at the cost of quality. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Know, why the fuck did we do a winter warmer show? Why the fuck did we do a Scotch Ale show? Other than you know, just to like cram a show in. I, I wasn't there for either one of them. That's why I, know, I failed. I know. Look that. at George. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I think I think we need to go back to get back to some quality. We're not that old, you know. We've only got sixty-five episodes. We've only been going for eighteen months. Uh, it's a small audience, so I love you guys and and it's engaged. But I think um, get back to you know good quality shows, good guests, engage the homebrew community. Home bruising is our roots, and I think that's what we need to focus on in 2022. Um, Agreed. Agreed. So, um, Jason for president. Fuck that. <laughs> Jason for retirement. That's all I'm working on. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now because this is the last Ooh, of my. That looks good. Doesn't it? Isn't that pretty beer? Yeah. It's it's way more ruby than you can see it on my finger. That's the, the, the yeah, actual color. Yeah, I, I, I do say it. it looks like a scotch ale, and now I really want a scotch. But that's that's the shiner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm saying this now. You, you can hold me to it. NHC this year. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a medal in some IPA category. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm fucking gonna do it. But your IPA tastes like green peppers. Oh, my, my double IPA made it to the fourth round, and my New England made it to the third last year. And no, the fourth it, is the is the round before the final table. We so. we, we gotta we gotta put something. Do so it. You gotta put some other skin in the game, man. If you don't do it, what what's he, what's he gonna get? Oh. What do you want? 
What's yeah? What what do you what do you want, Jason? You got to hold him to it. I'm actually on the other side, Jordan. I'm like, if this guy takes another NHC medal before I do, I'm gonna beat him up in the <laughs> dark alley. My uh, he was, I, he I, was standing, Jordan. He was standing one foot in front of me when he got that medal, uh, with his back to me, and it was all I could do not to just just right in the back of the head. <laughs> no, I love you, Brian. Mm-hmm. I'm super proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ser- seriously, man. Like, I'm the UK. You keep telling me I'm the one who introduced you to home brewing. I'm proud. I'm proud to. I'm proud to be that person because you've really taken it and you you've brought it up to a new level. And now I'm learning from you, and I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Like 100. So, thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a kid, so I just have all the extra time, I guess. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hold that against yourself. It takes an inordinate amount of time. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it and wouldn't change it for the world. But holy crap, does it like, wow, I'm, the I'm, amount of energy. I'm on the other side. And I look back, Jordan, and I see people my age in their 40s starting over, right? Like like having a baby. And I'm like, how the fuck? What in the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. Like I had a kid at 34. Yeah, he's a year and a half. I'm 35. So 33, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Good. somewhere. Yeah. It's just, oh, man. Like. I, don't get me wrong. I was not ready to have kids beforehand, no. but holy crap! That like thirty to thirty-three, like anybody who's listening, that's where your energy leaves you. Like <laughs> you start going to the doctor more. You you sleep wrong and feel like hangover. Yeah, hangover. yeah. yeah. We, are, uh, we are going down the dark rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think we need to back away from the camera. Just, uh, just, I'm just gonna. I'll just step back. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I would say I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know what our next show is. Uh, I do know. Um, I'm talking to John Liberty about doing a, a show to kick off Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week on the 24th, which is three weeks away, right? Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Time. We, we yeah. may have a, a show in between. In, in between that, we'll have something in between that, I'm sure. Um, but I think that's going to be uh, our next guest show will be uh, kickoff Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week. If John is good with that, I'm committing to him without really confirming that yet. So yeah, we'll go with it. Um, I'm, I'm going to get in touch with Ken Shram this week, too, and see if I can, I can set let's, that up. Let, let's, get, let's get him on here. That would be awesome. I'm going to laugh real quick. Hand, let me check and see something. I just got a messenger. It'd be funny if it was John Liberty. I don't know, somebody else. Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got good guests coming up. I think we've got good content in 2022. It might be a little less, but we do appreciate your support. Oh, we are going to try to do more on our, our Facebook page, um, more posts, more engagement. So for those of you that are watching and listening, if you can help share our posts and help, get us out there uh, to at least people that are, are are interested in beer. It would be very helpful. We appreciate that. I'm not going to say smash that like button and subscribe, but you just did. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, 
Yeah. Anything else, folks? I think that's it. You know, ah, looking okay. happy 2021 slash 2022. Uh, it's going to be another great year. Hell yeah. Brew wise, hopefully uh, it's good. Otherwise, well, yet to be determined. But it is. Cheers to 2022. Cheers, guys. And cheers to Betty White. Um, oh, funny. we were supposed to do that at the beginning oh, of the episode. The we we're going to do a oh, Betty White cheers. We can we can do a send off to that that send off to Betty White. That golden girl. Her birthday's coming up on January 17th. On January 17th, please go out and donate to your local animal shelter uh, in her That's name. two weeks from today. It's two weeks Is that going to be our next show? Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it. Animal <laughs> shelter donation thon in the name of Betty White. We'll figure that out. That sounds great. I'm I'm here for it. All right. Hey, somebody, you know. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We'll uh, figure it out. Everybody, thank you again for listening. Um, we will see you maybe next week, maybe two weeks. Do, do we, 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 we still have to, we'll, we'll determine our schedule within the next couple of weeks here and try to make something a little bit more sensible and permanent. So, right. We got yeah. a lot of ideas and a lot of shit that we're talking about. We need to have that <clears> meeting. <throat> uh, we had a meeting like six months ago. We planned out some good shows. So, we need to do that. We did. We did. Out there. Yeah, so. We'll post it on our Facebook page. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Cheers. All right. Cheers, Cheers everyone. All. Thanks. Happy one day. Have a good week. Bye.